Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, have you seen this? Have you seen this thing that happened like earlier in the week with what? It's actually last week, end of last week now with um, Lil Uzi and Young Miami. Have you seen this? Yeah, the thing with Carisha and Southside. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forget the rap names for the city girls. I know one's JT and there's the other one, Young Young Miami. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Young Miami's Carisha. And I, I think JT's going out of Lil Uzi. If I'm... That's right. So yeah, basically, right. what I understand was that, what you see in the video at least, is that Lil Uzi's in the car with JT and he calls up. Hold on, he's on... He's on um, what? What's it called? Instagram Live, isn't it? With Young Miami, and then basically he just starts chatting a bag of shit and saying something about how he owns her or something like that. And she's clearly a bit confused as to what's going on. But I guess she's like she's thinking to herself she don't really want to, you know, it's like a it's a friend's boyfriend. She don't want to be like making up no drama with him, and she's just confused as to why he's even coming on that sort of talk. And then, um, yeah, the, then next thing you know, after he eventually puts the phone down after badding up JT as well on, on the on the chat, basically Southside, who's kind of is, kind of isn't dating Young Miami, like Southside's like a, like a bit of a legendary producer in Atlanta. He's produced a lot of songs for like um, Future and Waka Flocka Flame as well. And some other people, Gucci Mane, whoever, people from Atlanta, basically. Anyway, he come on like saying on a bad man tip, saying he doesn't understand what the fuck Lucy is even talking about. How he's even trying to talk to his woman like that, or saying he says one of his bitches. <laughs> right, just to make it clear what he said. And mad I was like, <laughs> I was like, that was jokes. But the bit that killed me is a bit. The second he said that killed me, he said that it was him that stopped um, offset offset from robbing him. From Robin Louisi. And I'm like, what? What when did this happen? When did Offset try to rob Louisi? Like, I was like, I was so confused. Like that was he started just dropping all some nuggets in that in that little rage attack. But isn't, yeah, man, I was creasing. Isn't Southside um young Miami's uh baby daddy as well? That's why yeah, he was so defensive. Like, yeah. But um the, the apparently Uzi was like joking. And I, I think this happened on April Fools, so I guess I guess someone's a fool. But stupid is uh, stupid. I, I, does. I, I, I don't yeah, think that. I don't think that young Miami found it found it funny. Clearly, stops <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, shit. It was it's very disrespectful. Like it was a bit like he came on like some next like and was just like. Look at the jewels, look at look at everything, my girl. You can't talk to me, <laughs> talk to me nice, kind of vibe. You know what I mean? I will say this though, yeah. I was surprised by by one thing in that video. And it's because of the fact that Lil Uzi doesn't ever... At least most of the time I see Lil Uzi on social media because I don't follow him. Anymore. So when I see the clips, it's mostly like something he's done that's gone viral or something in the shade room. But anyway, when I see him, he never seems that um, masculine. I think I've seen one time when I think it was him and Rich the Kid saw each other somewhere in New York or something and he was going to fight him. He was, he was actually stood his guard and made to fight. But that's the only other time I've seen like masculine. But with this one, yeah, he said something to JT. He said, if I if I turn around right now and kiss you, what are you going to do? 
you're gonna let me kiss you, you're gonna let me put my tongue down your throat. And I was like, I'm like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, I was like, shit, like I was kinda talking a bit reckless out here. Like I was like, I didn't know I didn't know that's how he was how he was. Like I just thought to myself he was like a basically like a little girl all the time, but no, he, he was obviously he has a way that he, he switches up where he needs to, I guess. I think maybe Anyone can have their fun, isn't it? Like when they're messing about, but it seems like he's got a psych about him as well when he needs to. So that was interesting to see. Sounds like he was talking with hella chest and he sprouted he he one was. of the burliest chests known to man. Jesus <laughs> flipping Christ. That is ridiculous. That is actually. But I do notice though, he never came back at Southside when. So I'm assuming that he just yeah he suckled himself off that one. Maybe he regulated off land as well. Who knows? Or maybe he gives up all his juices in that nah. in that one retort. Well, I see. Let's see. We'll find out. The way to find to find out, yeah, is this. Yeah, next time he's in Atlanta, does he get robbed? That's the easiest way. <laughs> like if he does, then you know how it went. How that conversation went. You know what they say? It goes down in the DMs. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? I don't know. Okay. I, was, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I, I got nothing. That's why I don't tumbleweed noise. Just okay. Look, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Follow us um, on Instagram, Insos underscore. Follow us on Twitter, Insos underscore. This is episode thirty, you guys. Episode thirty. That is for 30, 30 weeks. 30, 30. 30 whole weeks. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, listeners, for Yo, being with us. Appreciate your listenership. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. To new listeners, old listeners. Yeah, yeah. We love you guys. We love you. Right. Yeah, anyway, let's get it cracking. Let's let's get let's get onto a project real quick. And you know what, yeah, I think we should actually start with a female artist, because I'm actually quite excited about her too, honestly. Yeah. I only learned about her. I only learned about this young lady about three hours ago. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> kept drilling it into you guys. Like, oh, make you sure did, you but like, like you didn't listen. like you need to supply the thing as well, man. You're like, oh yeah, let's just let's just go, let's go. Like, send the link in it, fam. Like, you come on. Uh, like, it's not like it. that. But the last time you tried to recommend the female album, it oh, was some it was lady awful. talking to me. It was like, it was like, in, a, in a no, soothing voice. No, no, no. same old man. Ollie, 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 Ollie. Close your eyes. Calmness. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's be honest. <laughs> all my all my recommendations when it comes to females have usually like Thames is one, A Marie is another one. You guys were in love with A Marie. All I can say, Benny, you, you are you are, you are one thing. You are suspects, Benny. <laughs> Well, for my recollection, you're 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 batting one for two. You're at fifty percent success rate. Yeah, right. I didn't even <laughs> indulge in whatever Matt was saying. Wait, buddy, buddy, honestly, you're, you're, you're not on a good one, but it doesn't matter. We're gonna... Yeah, yeah. He's on a good one now. He's on a good one now. He's not, he's not, you know. Yeah, I'm defeated when it comes to recommendations right, right now. <laughs> my recommendations are harder than what's it called? Matt's yeah. recommendations, right? Our listeners, our listeners want to know what artists are talking about here. So, Manny, as you were the person that recommended this young lady, could you do the honours of introducing her to our listeners? Yes, of course. So we're talking about Thames. 
Um, we've reviewed the album um, for Broken Ears. Thames is an artist based in Nigeria, I believe. Um, I'm not sure if she signs. I think she may be in business with, um, or she frequently collaborates with Wizkid. Um, she moved, she's UK as well, but I think she's moved back. She was born in Nigeria, moved to the UK and then moved back to Lagos. She, she's like alternative R&B mixed in with um, Afro beats as well. Um, but yeah, now let's go into her album for Broken Ears. So I thought the album was really, really good. Her vocals are crazy, man. She is. She has a really nice voice. Do you guys agree? I agree. She yeah, has a lovely voice, but I don't know about to say that what she makes is alternative R and B. I think it's actually quite mainstream, to be honest with you. I think one right. say I don't want to hijack what you're saying here, but I think one of the things that I was thinking to myself was. Where is she from? Like, I had to go and Google like her upbringing because she was born in the mm-hmm. UK, like you said, but she moved to Nigeria by the age of five. So, she, yeah. if you move country at that young age, you shouldn't hold on to an accent. And I know that a lot of um, British singers, when it's like they, they sing it with, a, they sing it with an American accent, I don't know if I agree with that, but they sound more American when they're singing. I agree to that. And, um, she has the same sound. She she sounds when she's singing like she grew up in London or New York or wherever. Like but, I wasn't really expected to be someone that had their formative years in Nigeria, but um, I really liked her sound. Like, I found her project to be a good. Well, listener. I think it makes sense because she was born to a Nigerian mother and a British father, right? So yeah. that's probably why she still sounds kind of like British because she has that connection. Also, um, in Nigeria and as well as the country marriage in Ghana, every a lot of people speak English. So you know what I mean. Um, no, yeah, I just feel like it might be the school she went to as well. Because I know when you go to yeah. international schools, they do end up with an American accent. So yeah, yeah that is probably what it is. I'm a bit slow there, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's all good. We used to. Um, so moving back into the album. Yeah, I really liked the song Damages. I think Damages is probably like the standout big song. Big I liked Ice Tea as well. And that was a banging tune. A free mind, like this this she's really talented and as this is this would you class this as an album? It wasn't Yeah, it it was an album, I think it no actually it's an E P E P. This EP, it's only got seven tracks. So yeah, so for an EP, this is really dope. And I'm yeah, looking forward to hearing more. But she has another song out with Wizkid at the moment, which is doing doing really well. Um, it's called Essence as well. So if you want to hear more of it, listen to that track. Cool. Ollie? I feel like, I feel like, sorry, before you go, Ollie, because I, I feel like I've given half of my... my review in there with Manny so I could finish around off right I'll say what Manny said I agree with totally she's got a lovely voice and it's um, let's put this way she's not got a Georgia Smith voice it's more like an LMA voice and that means what that says to me is that her voice isn't like super amazing 
but it's a really nice voice that you want to listen to. It's really smooth. And I really, although I said Damage is probably like the best track on the, on the project, I really quite like the first track, which is called Interference. But every track, oh, there's only seven tracks, but every track is good. There isn't one that you think is um, poor, didn't be on, on the project. And obviously there's only, there's one interlude. So yeah, six actual songs with one interlude. But yeah, it's really solid for me. Um, go ahead, Ollie. So, based off Manny's previous female recommendation, I wasn't looking forward to this. I don't know why I said it till last, but hats off, Manny. This album or EP, I thought it was brilliant. I thought she done a phenomenal job. Her voice is powerful. It's not. It's it's not as crazy as someone like Ari Lennox, but it is very very good and. I just thoroughly enjoyed the album. Um, it flowed from track to track, and the only time I noticed the name of the tracks is when I actually picked up my phone. I was just really enjoying it. It's quite short. It's only 21 minutes. That being said, um, Damages and Interference, just like Matt, one of my two favorite tracks. Interference slaps you in the face. It's just, she just sets the tone for the whole album, and like it goes from better to better. No, from strength to strength with each track so I really enjoyed this and thank you Manny for this this is a little treasure I didn't make the album you think terms for it I just pointed you guys in the right direction you get me and I'm not going to take the slander that my recommendations are terrible my <laughs> recommendations are hard right I mean yeah yeah no, generally don't, generally don't, they don't, are generally they that. are but <laughs> well, you, you, you've had some you've had some stinky recommendations man hey wait should we go wait, I want to see your recommendations you recommend one next week alright 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 cool I'll recommend one Mama's gonna yeah, recommend he's life he's gonna recommend shit bro he's gonna recommend Doctors to Fantasies by <laughs> <Tony> <laughs> bro I actually recommended an album yeah and no one decided to listen to it it was well, Lord, Lord Apex and V Don. That sounds like some shit from Power Rangers, bro. I'm saying, just try it out, bro. It's 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 got the it's got the Griselda stamp. Alright, cool. Next week. So anyway. Yeah. Alright, say no more. Say no more. Let's get our ratings in there. In fact, I share the link. With the asterisk of it being an EP, but it's a four years for sure. Yeah, I'll give it four as well. I thought it was really solid. And I'm going to give it a four as well. Um, I thought it was brilliant. Oh, well, wow. That is strange. We've all disagreed together. Like, all right, cool. Might have to put the lottery on. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Should we say some prayers for DMX? Yeah, let's go on, man. You're, you're, yeah. you are our faith healer. Can you... All right. Um, praise up for DMX. Um, obviously, and he is an icon. We're hoping he pulls through. Um, yeah, you're in the thoughts. It's just crazy. Like, addiction is so serious. People often think like it's something that you can just move on from but every day is a test for someone that is an addict and 
Yeah, I don't want to speculate, but I'm just talking about addiction in general. Yeah, it, in someone like that's been an addict, all it takes is one moment and one wrong decision for things to go left, you know? Yeah, man, I hear that. This is like, this is mad sad because when I was growing up um, and I was like getting introduced to hip hop, my brother, DMX was like one of the artists that like was always bumping in my house. And back when I was a kid, when I used to buy CDs, um, I would always buy a Rough Riders CD when it would come out or a DMX CD. So I still have most of my CDs now and I have a lot of DMX stuff on discs. So he's like one of my favorite artists. And I, I just I just remember always banging out Grand Champ. So this is um this is kinda sad. And I, I, I hope I hope there's some good news. I think they're gonna um shut off the machine later this week to see if his brain can function by itself. I think for me, right, like I've been watching this TV show called Rough Riders Chronicles and I learned so much about DMX and who he is as a person like obviously everyone knows about like you know his association with dogs and aggression and all that other stuff but they don't really see how how loving he is like one of the reasons he's, he's not as probably rich as he should be isn't just because of the drugs and the amount of kids he's got but it's the fact that he just gives money away like he gave away $200,000 to a church of a local church to where he grew up it was on which was facing basically being closed down because they couldn't they couldn't fund themselves and i think to myself like how many rappers would just do that when they could they'd, they'd most likely spend that money on a chain rather than you know going funding something that was important to the community and he just apparently so it's what he's done all the way through his career just give money to people that need it so yeah, it's like to see him in his state is sad. It's, it's sad that he could never overcome his demons and to read that he's basically in like a vegetative, vegetative state is... I just don't know what to say about it, really. But, um, just one of those. We've got to wait and see, isn't it? Like, just wishing well. Yeah. You do have to wait and see. But it's like, you know, it, it does kind of seem like the writing's on the wall and hopefully that's, it doesn't go that way. But, you know... I guess it's one of those things people have to prepare for the worst. And even, again, from watching that documentary, I didn't really fully comprehend how big DMX was. DMX is a rapper that I always liked, but I didn't know that his first five albums went um, to number one and went platinum as well. I didn't know that um, he had two albums out. Yeah, I didn't know this one. He had two albums out in the first year, in the same year, um, that went number one and went platinum. But not only that, he was the first one to, to do it. I think he's the only rapper to do it as well of all time. Like DMX was huge. He was really huge. People don't realize how big he was. But um, no, big up, big up DMX and praise up for him. Hopefully, hopefully he can pull through, although it's not something I'm expecting. But yeah, let's, let's do something a bit more lighter now. Did anyone watch the ISD Brothers versus Earth Wind and Fire? Um, I watched about 40 minutes of it, 40, 45 minutes. Um, they are old as hell. 
They old as hell. Do you know what? I actually liked... I haven't watched a lot of um, Versus uh, videos, but I actually liked the format. I thought Steve Harvey was an excellent excellent host. Mm. And it was just like a lot of positive vibes, man. Like, I didn't yeah. realise how much Earth, Wind & Fire and Isley Brother stuff, I didn't know. So, okay, so I, I was saying, first thing, I feel like the name Versus didn't suit this one at all. Nah, nah, not at all, not at all. That was that was a, that was more like a um. Well, they were only, though they were only performing their own songs. It felt more like a collaboration that was taking place. Yeah, it was it was like a celebration of of their work. Like the Isley Brothers yeah. has spanned seven decades, bruv. What? Since the fifties. And they're seven, still performing. Seven decades, bruv. It's crazy, and like when you the, the bit as well, like when you're listening to the to the songs, and you're realizing how many songs are being um, sampled from them, and and created huge hits after. I think the shade room. I keep talking about the shade room in it. If it can be sponsored or something, but um, they had a post a few weeks back about um, what was it? Ice Brothers versus The Barge, and like that was showing you the songs that have been sampled in hip hop that obviously they originally created and it's crazy how many they had and I know Earthwind and Fires are saying that they've created a, a few songs as well since being sampled like the, the influence that these two groups have had is huge and I think for many people they just don't understand quite how huge it is they're actually a blueprint 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 for a lot of artists that we like today or love and some that we do not mention no more Especially, so, no, we're, gonna, we're gonna mention this one. <laughs> Such as, I'll say, I'm gonna put out this shit, yeah. R. Kelly, right? Nonce or not, right? The guy was a musical genius, and and he kind of um brought Ronald Eiley back, like, as he brought back, and like songs like Contagious, like that was a crazy song. Like, I'm not mad gonna sing it right now, even so I want to sing it, yeah. But that song was outrageous, and it was mad that they performed it and they couldn't perform like, the, arguably the best part of the song. Because of this nonce, but anyway, yeah, that's, it was a, it was a really good show. Like you said, Steve Harvey looked like he was enjoying it. I feel like for Steve Harvey, it was probably like him going to one of his raves back in the day, like when he was a young man and seeing was, two of his favorite bands live. You know what I mean? So he was definitely enjoying. It was that's literally. So what was you gonna yeah, say? He, he, he took part at one point, didn't he? He jumped in and started yeah. singing a bit as well. Yeah. So yeah, it looked like it was a good show. If you get a chance to watch it back, you can watch it back on the the versus Instagram page. I think they on Chiller as well, aren't they? So yeah, yeah, that it's officially on YouTube, but it's on YouTube. Yeah, yes, yeah, so it's on YouTube, but um, it's it's yeah. screw with like the audio is fine, but it's like mad zoomed in. But what I will say is that this was like a fanboy moment for Steve Harvey. And you can say yeah. that because you spent like I think it was eleven minutes introducing them both. I feel I feel like he's more Earthwind and Fire guy, but like just his stories and then listening to the artist stories, like the reasoning behind their music, it was mad insightful, and it just made me appreciate their music more. In fact, I'm actually gonna spend some time and work through some of their catalog. I'm not gonna go through it all, but I'm gonna go through some of it because. I really feel like if you just listen to the greatest hits, I feel like that would not do it justice. No, you can't do that. Because as as I was going through it, right, and I was and I was looking at some of the comments and some of the tweets that came out from this um this versus battle, someone's talking about how some of the songs that they performed were actually B sides 
some of the singles that they released. Like that is how strong their catalogue is. That their B sides are considered classics. Like I, I, there's not many artists that can can say that, you know. But um, no, this it's incredible. Anyway, let's let's do another review. What are we reviewing, guys? Which one? Which album? I mean, it's all gonna go downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Can we can we tackle um, a little TJ for next? No. Why? I mean, yeah, we we can do we can do that, or we can do real Walker because my review is going to be mad short, real short even. But, but whatever one you guys want to do. Let's just do one, guys. Fuck it all. Come on. Cool, okay. let's do Real Walker. Okay, so 24 Hours released an album called Real Walker. And I don't know what it is. Like, looking at the featured artists and the genre it is, I should like this album. But I just, I need to listen to it again. I just, I just couldn't get on board, man. I really, I really couldn't get on board. So I just, I just didn't enjoy it at all. Um, it it just went from ah this is okay like the first track with Ty Dolla Sign the cheat code it was good I enjoyed it and then it it just like slowly dwindled into background noise that I just I just couldn't process it I don't know what it was but I just I don't want to say it's a bad album because I didn't notice some good parts while I was listening um but I need to listen to it again. I just didn't want to go through it again, especially because I listened to some other trash this week. It just it just killed my vibe. But I wasn't enjoying it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Oh man. We're not reviewing Bapu's this week, but I'm gonna just put out there that he released he's basically doing a monthly release of of a collection of songs. And February and March just didn't bother listening to them because they're they're not very good. No, I March is good. This, March is good. February. I, this, don't though, I reckon by the end of the year, he would have from all the projects, he'd probably have about twelve, maybe fifteen tracks that would make up a good album. But um he would have he would have released them separately, so it's shut. Anyway, my review for twenty four hours Bill Walker. I like 24 Hours, right? I feel like he's got a little... I like his vibe, the sort of sound he has, right? I kind of <laughs> think of him as T-Pain light. He's not as talented as T-Pain. I feel like when T-Pain came through, he brought through a whole new sound, not just with the um, auto-tune, but his, his general sound was different to everyone else. T-Pain light. <laughs> but, like, 24 Hours is clearly... Um, He's clearly influenced by that by T Pain, but he's not got that same creative step to his music. So I like it, like I said, but it's just not on the same level. Anyway, the point I'm making here now is this yeah, his 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 album has high points in it. I'll say maybe three or four of the songs are actually like three songs are very good and maybe two more are alright. But then there are some four songs on that album too. So my favourite song I think Free TC, which is the first track, was a very good song. And the other one that I quite liked was Who Who, which had TI in it, and Pictures in My Head, which was the same by himself. That was a good song. I can't remember which last one, which I quite like. I think it was Cisco, maybe? 
Anyway, the, the, my point is that for me to like a project throughout, it needs to be consistently good. And this one isn't that. It's 31 minutes, 12 tracks, and it doesn't manage to maintain its level of quality throughout. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm not going to say what my score is, but it's just not as, he's released better projects, let's put it that way. Mm. Even so maybe the other projects are shorter, maybe it's made it easier. Lost My Partner is actually a good check as well, so I think that's a three. Free TC, Lost My Partner, and Who Who. And yeah, that's it. So basically the first four, three out of, sorry, three out of the first four tracks on the album, then it kind of goes downhill from there. In my opinion, and it gone many. That kind of lines up with how I felt about it as well. Then, like, um, it just it just declined rapidly for me. Mhm. Money. Yeah, I'm gonna speak straight up. I I wasn't feeling this album. Um, I liked two songs. Uh, still. Free TC and Rich Problems, but the rest I was not a fan of. Like, I don't know, it just didn't resonate with me. I feel like his voice wasn't for me, it was a bit like it was. I don't know how to describe it. So, he seems like a bland version of all the other rappers out there at the moment. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. his style and everything. If you were to compare him to like a Roddy Rich or even someone I would really listen to, like um, NBA Youngboy, for example, he wouldn't even be in that he wouldn't if he wouldn't be in the top three of the, that list. He would be where at the bottom because I feel like I feel he's like, missing so something. What do you Richard? Who sorry? NBA young boy. Okay, but I feel like they're very different artists to him, and I also feel like they're two. But they're all very melodic. Do you know what I mean? That's where I'm comparing. They're also two of the biggest artists out, so I would agree that with that. Roddy Rich is a very massive mainstream artist. Uh, like, I'm not, I'm not looking at the size of the artists. I'm just comparing them on a vocal scale, like, and the songs that they create. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do. I do. But I'm just going to say to you, all I mean is like, it's like you saying, like, I feel like Drake and J. Cole make better music than Tion Wayne. It's like... No, but I would never say that. <laughs> Okay. That's the thing because I actually like Tion Wayne's music, and I probably listen to Tion Wayne more than Drake at the moment. Probably because Tion Wayne releases more. Does that make sense? I'm having a lot of wild shit right now, but <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying Tion Wayne is better than Drake, but if we're doing the comparison situation. Like, I think that discussion would be much harder to have Tion Wayne, J. Cole, and Dre versus a Roddy Rich, NBA Youngboy, and 24 Hours. Do you guys not agree? No. <laughs> I mean, I get where you're going with this, but the difference for me is that it's I don't like Tion Wayne and I don't really like 24 Hours. Okay, cool. So yeah, it doesn't. 
I'm preaching <laughs> to the choir. Anyway, that's it's my cool. thoughts. Uh, I feel as though it wasn't for me. Um, I really liked, uh, not really is a strong word. I liked uh, Rich Problems on it. So everything else I'm not a fan. Cool, cool, cool. Did you have a standout song? Uh, yeah, Rich Problems. Okay. Um, all right, so what was your rating? I'll give this one a two. Okay, that's fair. I'd give it a two as well. Oh my god. Oh stop it, Ollie, stop it. Just I'm just, giving it a two as well. Oh, my favourite track is the first <laughs> one from ETC. Which one sorry, which your favourite track? Uh the one with Tadora San. Oh yeah. Oh by the way, yeah, apparently these two are actually besties, you know, Ty Dollar Sign and and Twenty Four Hours, yeah. And it's supposed to be releasing a joint project together called Twenty Four Dollars. So I don't know when it's coming up. I feel like a lot of these joint projects get announced and they don't come to fruition. Like I'm still waiting for that Chris Brown and Jonah Lucas project. I also um, heard that Rick Ross and Drake might make a project together. That is something that I really want to hear, especially if it's filled with luxury beats and then a few club bangers as well. Yeah. I, think, gonna, I think we're all going to feel break after listening to that. We, we've got to get French Montana on that as well. Do you know what? That actually works. And we've also got to get Jay to throw, to, to throw a verse on there and meet Mill as well. I feel oh, like. And we've got to get Wale to do some spoken word on there. 100%. And we got to get... This is this is going to be a bit out there, but oh we need to get God. Ari Lennox to do some sort of chorus or something on one of the tracks. That's not even out there. Does it be out there? Really? I don't Maybe think she works with either of them. She like, she's like, a different camp, isn't it? So, so yeah. Oh, or maybe some Earth Gang as well. Yeah, we're not gonna get. We're not this gonna is a dream album. We're not gonna get <laughs> MMP X OVO X um, Dreamville. Like it's not gonna happen. Do you know, we could do, we could get someone from um, TD on it though. I can see that little Kendrick dropping a little few ad libs. I can't even see that. You know, I feel like Kendrick is being mad, mad like stush at the moment. Like, what's he doing? Why is he not releasing any music? But he's been dropping ad libs on people's projects. On TDE artist projects. True. We we need a T no and um he done it on the Dreamville one as well. Yeah, yes, on on that he did do that, but that was like two years ago now, I think. Almost. Coming up to two years ago. There you go. So anyway, he's being mad stingy. He needs to release something, like at this point, I don't even I'm not even really bothered about him. I'm more, I'm more trying to listen to um, J. Cole's new thing and Jake's new thing. But if Kendrick drops, then it'd be something to get a bit hyped over, I guess. Drake disappoints me more with an album release than Kendrick does. I feel like Drake's albums get worse and worse. Not to say they're yeah. bad, they're good, but the quality declines from release to release. Do you know something, quite? That is actually true for me with Kendrick. But that is because, for example, I don't like Damn that much. And I feel like To Pippa Butterfly has aged badly, but it was really good when it came out. But, yeah. Um, but um, Good Kid Man City is by far his best album. So he's actually just progressively got worse with time for me. But yeah, but it's, it's a bit unfair me saying it because when, when To Pippa Butterfly came out, 
that album was crazy. It sounded so good. It's just a case of I can't go back to it now and enjoy it properly. I can listen to some of the tracks still, like Black of the yeah, Berry, as, as Mortal Man, Hood Politics. Like, as an album, it's, it's, it's a bit tough, but... Yeah, it's so still good. Yeah, it's still good. It hasn't got it's that same shit. impact. It's not shit. Don't get me wrong. It's not shit. I don't think Kendrick's people are releasing a shit album, but it's just not. Yeah. Anyway, it's not current. I'm saying with the times. That we say. Yeah. Being current, you know, because when you think about it, what it's talking about and stuff like that, and the black struggle and all that sort of stuff, it really should be fitting properly this time. It's just aged badly. I don't know if it's because of the it's the beats or the whatever. But it's, it's the just, beats. So it's sound good, man. At the time, he 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 made a, a classic sound modern again, but then doing doing that, it quickly fades back to oh, it's an old sound. I want something new. It's like it's so vastly different to what else is out there. That's yep. why it's aged badly. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my fav- one of my favorite OnlyFans girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm out of this conversation. I'm going to clarify something, right? Yeah, I do not pay for porn and I do not pay for anyone's OnlyFans. However, I do follow one or two girls on Twitter who um, post up some, um, what do you call it, demo versions of the content what they post on, on their OnlyFans. But anyway, one of my favorite um, adult entertainment girls. A girl called Stormy Mayer. She is. Do you know? I was getting shook, man. I thought you were talking about the other. Okay. Yeah, same, oh, same, mate, same. Relax. We can, we can, <laughs> we can, we can, we can segue into that though. But I feel like I'm gonna put more emphasis on on my girl Stormy in it. Yeah. Um, she's a rapper slash actress slash um, only fans model. She's actually in the movie um, Hustlers. Hustler, whatever called you. You know the one of Jennifer Lopez when she was like a, a lap dancer. You guys forgotten the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, how could you forget that movie? You guys, are I've I've not movie. seen it. How have you not seen this? You need to like look. You need to take your girlfriend and tell her, "Look, babies, I've got a really good chick flick to watch of you," and then put that on. And she's gonna <laughs> find it so funny. But it's but it's got a good story to it as well. But like it's it, the what it's the other content is great. Anyway, she's releasing her EP. And her EP is called, like, I forgot the name, that's bad, isn't it? Let me, <laughs> Let me quickly check that. Oh, damn, I got to go on that page again. That's fun. Um, it's called the Stormy Maya EP, apparently. No, it's not, it's called Superhead EP. That's a great name. Superhead EP. So she's paying homage to Kevin Steffens. But yeah, um, so look out for that. And talking about OnlyFans, I'll let Manny bring this one in because he's the big man in there. But no, I'll let Ollie do it actually because I think Ollie, Ollie would probably be the best bet to bring this in because I know he's not misogynistic or anything. So, man, Ollie. <laughs> so a while ago, there was this young child who was on, I believe it was Maury. She seemed, she seemed to have some sort of from what I could see she was very angry and she, had, she, she, had a, she liked the outdoors as well didn't she yeah and like, if you ever wanted to find her yeah she she made she made a catchphrase a very very famous catch me outside how about that 
And <laughs> ever since that moment when she really was about that life, uh, allegedly, allegedly, um, she's kind of had the media or like the, the, the record labels trying to poach her and mold her into some sort of sellable person. And she now goes under the name or Monica Bad Barbie. And she's been in many, many controversies. I think she got into a fight with that Vicky lady. Um, whoa, whoa, Vicky. <laughs> yeah, whoa, Vicky. Another, another to me, they're idiots. Oh, my God. I don't understand what Vicky is like. If catch me outside, why, why she's big. But I don't understand why whoa, Vicky has this following that she has. It makes no sense to me. It's because she was stunning and talking reckless, and I think people enjoy that. And people, these people are clout chasers as well, man. They all that, like siphon clout off each other. Yeah, I remember that bad Barbie um, out in six nine for trying to sleep with her as well. I remember that or trying to move to her when she was underage. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually forgotten her real name because Bad Barbie's just been prominent. Anyway, I think she released a few singles or, or tracks. I think she had to become an artist. But now that she's legally of the age and she's able to sell her body to people that want to view this content, she has now started her OnlyFans and I believe she broke the record um, for most of that made in the day. I think she made a million dollars or just over. Um, personally, I find this kind of weird. Um, I don't know what else to say. Like, I, I saw, I saw a discussion of people saying, like, from the moment you saw her on movie, if you were fantasizing about her or thinking about her, and then you signed to her OnlyFans, you're basically a pedophile. And I kind of get that and sort of agree. But anyway, guys, discuss. Her name's Danielle Bogoli, by the way. That's it. That's it. And I, I knew it was Danielle. I knew it was that. Yeah. I, I didn't want to get it wrong. I think. I think if you've been waiting to sign up to this content, you are. You need to take serious look at yourself in America. That is fucking creepy. Like, it's weird, man. Super weird. Super super. I was gonna make a joke, but even then, it's it's it's, it's not applicable right now. But it's it's just it's it's odd odd behavior, odd behavior. Let the girl live. Let her like she's eighteen, like eighteen. Okay, Jump. so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on this now, and then I'm gonna play. I'm just to be clear, I'm playing devil's advocate and trying to you, get all sides of the story in. Right? right? I'm not. These are these are not necessarily my views, but I hear what I'm saying here. Right? These and are my thoughts. Recommended it all. <laughs> And do you know, yeah, I will start off by by, by, by just bringing in another um, famous case, if you like, right? So there was a rapper whose name sounds like Ryder. <laughs> it is, his name's Tiger, right? And when he was dating, he was around Kylie Jenner for a long time before she turned 18, right? And people don't know if he was sleeping with her before that or not. But my point is that whatever he was doing with her was started off before she was of a legal age, okay? And a lot of people at the time said that's wrong. And even now, I still think it's wrong. And I feel like that whole situation is mad. However, again, the maddest part of that situation is the fact that he was seeing her, he was around her in her own home. So, like, basically, um, Kylie Jenner's mum was privy to whatever it was that was going on between her daughter 
and the guy that was like 10 years older, something like that. Anyway, so the concept that I was essentially taught around this, around that whole situation was red shirting a girl. And red shirting is meant to be when an older man takes a fancy to a girl that is not quite of age. And he essentially says like, look, that's my girl in the future. And like, it's, no one can, can have that basically. It's mine, I'm taking care of her now. And in the future, she's gonna be my, she's my girl, right? Now, for me, if all of these guys that paid their money to OnlyFans to get to subscribe to Bad Barbie's page, right? If all of them had that same sort of thought in their head, for a girl that's 14 or whatever, however old she was when she was on Maury, and thought to themselves, oh, I would actually want to see this girl naked or whatever at that time, then that is absolutely fucked. I don't care how anyone tries to dress it up. That is messed up, right? That is fully messed up. However, I would also point out that she's been in the spotlight pretty much consistently for a long time now. So if people have decided from a more recent imagery, the more recent stuff that she's been doing, that they want to see her naked, then that is a bit more understandable. I can get that. Although I still think, though, that for her to have that many people that signed up to, to see her OnlyFans, I feel like there's, a, there's um, a lot of suspect individuals on that subscriber list. And the FBI needs to go and search through their search history and probably even have a look through the computers to see what other sort of imagery they've got on there. So, right, you're, yeah. so right now you're promoting invasion of privacy. But... No, I'm not, 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 um, I'm not actually trying to promote Cardi B's album. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a joke, really, like, I don't actually expect um, that to happen, but in America, the FBI can do whatever they want anyway, so, yeah. What, what, I think that it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a bad one, though, that's what I can say, it's a bit mad. A million dollars, like, do you know how many people must have subscribed for that? It depends yeah, on how much the subscription I mean, price was. There's a lot of people that are just like. There's a lot of people that are just hungry, man. Hungry, hungry, hungry. But it's like, what are you? I don't. I don't understand paying for that sort of stuff because I could understand like when you got the, you got a lot of these sex workers right that are that do meetups, and they say like, okay, you pay me, you have a much dollars like two hundred dollars, thousand dollars, whatever it is, right, and you can sleep with them. Right? I can understand someone paying for that. If you see a girl online and you think, oh my God, she's like my fantasy woman and I can just pay like $100 and, and sleep with her, fine. But why are you going to pay $10, 20 50 $100 to just look at people's pictures? I don't get it. See, uh, there's more to than that as well. Like, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it. I'm never going to watch anything to do with any fans that pay for it. But we're also assuming that it's just something beyond lingerie pictures. It could just be her in lingerie. At which point... That is still... Look, yeah, even... Like, even I don't even remember. So a young girl and you said, oh, I want to see her in lingerie, that is still suspect, me. That's, that's messed uh, up. But also, right. another thing is, it could also be people that are around her age group and her peers. Like... I'm going to say, although it's possible... Assuming like how people how money usually works when you're younger, you have less money and less disposable income. So although it's possible that it is those people when they're stolen their parents' credit cards to go pay for OnlyFans, <laughs> it's, it's, it's still a bit unlikely. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. I'm, I'm just trying to like explore other avenues of of what it could be, not to make it seem more palatable. Either way, it's, it's wrong and it's messed up. But at the same time, let's not jump to conclusions. Although I do, I, I do think it is the conclusion that I've jumped to. So the question we have to ask now is, if OnlyFans has, an, has another leak, because it has a leak every couple of months, right? Um, is it bad if we look at Bad Barbie's photos? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, you know what you're you looking at. That. It was a joke. Oh, but also... <laughs> Like I actually feel sorry for the people who have to actually do I feel sorry for the people who have the contact link leaked. I do feel sorry for them actually. But I don't actually agree with OnlyFans. Why? I don't know. I feel like I feel like it wasn't initially designed around this, but this is what makes it the most amount of money. But what what about OnlyFans that you not agree with? Well, I don't really see the problem. There's a porn industry. I think I think it's actually great because this is the truth of the matter, right? The porn industry, although the stars are the women, the oh my god, I'm gonna say this in it. <laughs> they the women are always getting fucked over. <laughs> oh my days! <laughs> but it's really bad. Like to me, like they they are the stars. If you took all the women out of porn. The, the 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 biggest part of the industry, obviously, of course, you got gay porn as well. But the biggest part of the industry is the women, and they are always getting messed up by shady producers and stuff like that, and they're not getting paid right, whatever. Now, with this platform, they can go and just make their content by themselves or with their own partners or, or whoever they they choose to do so with, and um, and that's that. There's no middleman taking their money away from them. And I think that is, is a very powerful tool for them. And it also gives them more standing in the porn industry because ultimately they do not have to bow down to anyone telling them this or the other because they can be like, okay, fine. You're not going to give me work here or you're not going to pay me fairly here. Fine. I'm just going to go and do my thing on my own page. Do you know what? I never actually looked at it from that perspective. And if you're comfortable with the idea of sex work, then I guess it actually makes a lot of sense given the power to the um, actress. The best way to to view it, it, yeah, is to look at it as uh, the same thing that music streaming has done for artists. It allows a lot of artists now to be independent and um, work away from a label because at the end of the day, you don't need a record label to to distribute your music. You just make it, record it, um, post it up online, and it's out there to the masses. Of course, you've got to do your advertising yourself, but you don't need a record label the same way as before when you literally needed them to press the CDs for you, to press the records for you. You don't need that anymore. You don't need the whole, you know, you get what I'm saying. It's that, it's yeah. that liberation, it's a liberation of, yeah, of that industry. Because um, I guess before and all that, I think that erotic industry operates in the same way as the record industry. You, they get young artists, chew them up and spit them out when they're done with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's really, like, the parallels are really similar. Like, there's obviously the stigma is completely different. One career is more celebrated than the other, but they're both probably consumed about the same amount, if that makes sense. Um, and as you've mentioned, streaming's made the barrier to entry very low. And in this instance, it's made the barrier to entry very low as well. And cream always rises to the top. So the best performers will 
make the most money on these platforms, um, whereas the worst won't. That's true. Yep. That is true. And, and you said second, uh, Manny, that was quite interesting, right? You said that the music industry takes in young people and choose them out. But you know what? In the porn industry, some of these women, they manage to stay around for a lot longer. Like yeah. Jay. <laughs> She was trending oh, the whole of last week, man. It's, it's cold. It's actually mad. I, I kind of feel sorry for her. She didn't know what was going on, but her name was just going crazy. Was, it, was it because of Young Philly? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he was getting dragged as well. That was hilarious. I know, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, anyway, let's not go back to that one again. Um, but yeah, that was, a, that was a nice little discussion. Shall we do another music review? Um, who else have we got? Manny, it's your pick. I will pick um, Lil TJ. And I'm going to start off with this here. Mm-hmm. When I first listened to this, when, whilst I was listening to this album, um, I must say offline, uh, Matt, a resident troll, riled me up for this because he was trying to compare... <laughs> Little TJ to um, the feature uh, king of rap and R&B world wave. Biggest piece of bullshit I ever heard. No, no, that's the truth. He just ain't accepted it yet. Um, trying to compare Little TJ to world wave, the Don. And yeah, I was like listening to it and I kept I had to stop and be like to myself, stop comparing give this guy like some fresh ears and I did and it wasn't bad actually it was really it was it was a it was good project um it didn't set the world on fire but like it wasn't terrible it was just an okay project like I like really liked his beat selection his lyrical content he had the nice flow um I liked the tracks with um Little TJ, uh, Tiger and Sweetie move. That was probably um, one of my favourites. Also, like Run It Up, Preaching Upset and Money Bag Yo. And um, Life Changed. What other one? And yeah, his intro, intro uh, Destined to Win, I thought was pretty cool. So yeah, he's, he is a really good artist, man. Um, and I'll be listening out for him. No. I'll, I'll, I'll go next so mm-hmm. I listened to this album before Matt made his wild statements in the group chat and it's kind of weird because I was thinking oh this guy is sort of like the same camp as Rod Wave like the same sort of sound I put them in like the melodic rap category but there was something about it that didn't really hit the same spot that Rod Wave did and after a while the whole album just became like to my ears monotone like it it, it got to the point where by track 14 I was like alright cool you've had your run let's wrap it up now and it kept going for another 8 tracks had like 3 bonus tracks that didn't really add much to the album they were like a minute and 50 long each Um, that being said the first like 14 tracks of the album were solid they were good. Beat selection was good. 
content was good. It just after that, it just it just got kind of repetitive. So, um, overall, it was a good album. I just feel like it could have been more focused, and I'm getting really annoyed with these 22 track albums. These 20 track albums are over an hour That's long. A, yeah, big problem. Like, it, if he just made this album like 30, yeah. 40 minutes long, it would have been so much better. Like, if he just like cut a lot of the nonsense, like some of the tracks like under that. two minutes. We keep saying that it's like because they, they're forced to have a streaming, they just want to get the streaming numbers up. Yeah, 30 to 40 is that sweet spot, isn't it? Yeah, like anything less than that can sometimes be something too little. It can be, unless you're a pusher team. 15 track albums, that's it. That's it. I say 10 to 15 tracks is what your album should be, and I say 12 is probably the sweet spot. But anyway, like 12, I think 12 allows you to have like a couple of interludes in there. And still have ten actual songs. But anyway, bring bring my, in my, the interludes, man. We're missing them. Yeah, and the skits. I miss so skits. Easy. I miss skits and as I, well. And I, I don't think I prefer when skits here yeah, are actually separate from the um the tracks because sometimes you want to make a playlist, and then the playlist you don't want to hear the skit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if you can have the skit as like a ten second track of its own, then just do that. Anyway, my view is this, right? What, 10 years ago? No, 10 years ago, probably a bit more than 10 years ago now. There was this artist that came out called um, The Weeknd, and he had this project called, I think it's called House of Balloons. I think that's his first one. But really, truly, I wasn't feeling it. That's, that was just like some depression shit. And I was just like, this is not my, not my speed, and it? it's not what I want to hear. And everyone was going crazy for him. Everyone's going crazy. I'm like, the guys, that's a lie. I didn't think he was that talented to begin with. I realized how talented he was after um, because of the fact that he kept doing it. But um, yeah, I just, the weekend's not someone I'm ever going to put in my top 10 list for anything because that's just my preference, right? And then I think that maybe a year, year and a half later, maybe even two years later, another artist came out called Party Next Door. And their sounds were similar, but not the same. But I loved Party Next Door. When Party Next Door first came out, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. He was coming out with the most amazing songs, and I just loved all of it. And I loved all of the stuff, even that he was giving to Drake, and that ended up becoming detrimental to his career because he gave Drake all of his biggest hits, basically. But at that time, the two artists were comparable. Obviously, now you can't compare them on the weekend, it's clear, and like, that's fine. But I feel like, that comparison between the two artists of similar style, but different, um, I guess, different outlooks on their on their musical choice or sound, whatever. Um, that can be heard between Rod Wave and Lil TJ. And I feel like where, whereas Rod Wave is this like guy that's always on sort a of downer, Lil TJ is someone that's a lot happier with, with life. And I prefer that sound personally. I don't like listening to depressive music so that makes you want to start self-harming or some shit like that so Rod Wave is not depressing music yeah, that's street motivation that's like street that's depressing man. Was, no no you're I, just, you just as, get as, as, I, as I listen to that music I feel like the walls are closing on me <laughs> yeah because you're a demon that's right <laughs> <laughs> so anyway my man is speaking to your soul maybe I'm an evil guy and, and it was that yeah. but all I can say is that um, 
Yeah, this wasn't for me. But anyway, let's talk about let's talk about little TJ right now. I enjoyed the project, and to be honest with you, what I'm going to say pretty much echoes what Oli said in the sense that it was it was a good project. Now it was enjoyable, and for me, I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the World Wave project. However, um, it did drag at the end. It was too long, and I don't know if it was his decision on the record label or whoever, but there's this thing now where everyone's saying, just pack your album out, pack it out, just make it as long as possible, put bonus tracks on it, do this, do that, just to get your streaming numbers up. And that's what he's done. So he's taken away the quality for this case of adding in quantity. So yeah, um, for me, I don't know, what's my standout song? Hmm. I like calling my phone, that was a banger. Headshot was also a banger. Um, I'm going to say calling my phone was the best song. So track three. Mm. Okay. And that's got black on it. Six black. Yeah, that, that was by far the best track. And I think it was because of black. Yeah. But like, that is not to take away from Little TJ because obviously Six Slack is a crazy artist. So... If you have him on, any, pretty much anyone that has him on their project, there's a very high chance that that's going to be the best song on the project. So, yeah. Yeah. I actually want to raise one more thing as well. Sure. Manny, um, in the chat, he was talking about the intros, the intro versus intro. And you didn't say what you what you was alluding to, but can you clear that up now? Because I actually yeah. went back and listened to the intros. <laughs> and I want to know what you, I, I want to know your thoughts. I just felt as though. Um, Rod Wave's intro grabbed me a lot faster than Little TJ's one did. Um, I think Little TJ's sampled Drake what in, in a similar fashion to Rod Wave, but at least with Rod Wave's one, it came within the album, whereas this kind of just slams it into the top, kind of hoping that that's what's going to grab people. Um, because of the Drake sample, if that makes sense, whereas he's not really showing himself. Does that make sense? Like, at least Rod Wave had the bravery, had the bravery to be like, you know what? I'm going to show myself to the world I'm, I'm first. Gonna, I'm gonna, I can't accept that because of what... You have to. You ain't got no choice, boy. <laughs> Rod Wave did a sample, right? He literally, it was almost a cover... It was like a remix of the original, right? This one's literally just the beat. It wasn't a remix, right? Even got the, he's, I don't he's know what your beef is with Rod Wave. You've got the lyrics on Rod Wave. He's the lyrics on Drake's song in his song as well. Take your little TJ and stay incredible little TJ, bro. It's all about Rod Wave, you get Hey, if, if you're on the Rod Wave wave, that's a you in it, bro, right? That's I'm not it, I'm not telling you not to be, but I'm saying in this song, not only um, sample, he also comes up with lyrics as well. And I'm finally, saying, finally, I'll do be that. resting in so, peace. Finally, oh my God. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I just want to hear that in, in the summer sometimes, just loud. Wait, 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 wait. So, so when you said that in the chat, I thought you were trying to say Lil TJ's intro was better. And oh, I was like, no. this guy is bugging. <laughs> so I played them both <laughs> because Lil TJ's is like a minute long. 
and Rod Waves is an actual track where it sets the entire mm. mood for the album yeah. and it's just it's just flames so I'm happy we're both on the same page in fact all three of us are on the same page where we agree that Rod Waves intro is wavy and oh, Lil TJ's is calm for them I agree with you. I agree. Matt doesn't. He really doesn't. Anyway, let's 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 get some ratings in. <laughs> Is Matt even there? I don't know. I think he's disconnected. Yeah, I'm just waiting for you to communicate. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought I thought that Rodrigo really talk washed you away. Um. Okay. <laughs> 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 It's fine, no, keep, keep doing it. The more you do it, you can carry on. But now I'm going to just do it to you guys in the future too. It's not a biggie. <laughs> Let's not monopolise the conversation, guys. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, if I'm talking, you're going to sit over me. Like, it's fine, just carry on. No, I had to say something because it came to me. The feeling. I had to, I had to I sing to you. Inspired. I just wanted to sing to you. I, I thought... Inspired, bro. I was inspired by what you were saying. And then I wanted to yeah, sing from my heart. Okay, so it was... Doing? My rating on Little TJ is a three. Okay. Like, it, I mean, it wasn't terrible. What's it was all right. Yeah, it's it's a three for me as well. It was going to be a four, but those extra eight tracks just 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 bumped it down. It's quite interesting because I see it as a three as well. So <laughs> what is happening today? No, screw that. This is a five. This is a five. I'm fine with that. It's a three. Because honestly, I, I didn't think Rod Wave's album was good. And I said that at the time I gave it a two, I think. And I think uh, it's better, but I think it's a three. I don't think it's a four or five. But like I say, I don't for me, I'm not a fan of melodic rap like that. Like when Drake does it, yeah, okay, but then he also has songs where he's actually spitting proper bars. Um, but generally speaking, I wanna hear bars, I wanna hear lyrics, I don't wanna hear people singing some shit with some like auto tune on top. So yeah, that's how I see it. And generally that's fair enough. I mean we all have different tastes, you know what I mean? Yeah, we do. Some people like good music, some people don't. Oh, here we go. Why do you have to end it with you the show? I was just saying, you know what I mean? I'm trying to be nice about it, bro. Right. I think I think you shot Manny to death right there, Matt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Looks like it. Anyway, um, let's go. What's, 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 what else are we discussing today? I feel like we've got some more more news to discuss. Oh yeah, Manny, can you tell me about um? This documentary was coming out. Ah, there's um, a documentary that was purchased by Netflix um, to detail and show the life of one of the greatest minds of the 21st century. A mind comparable to oh Walt Disney, what? Steve Jobs. <laughs> 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 Nah, to be fair, he's not far off. Oh, man. Man, man's, a, man's, a, man's a rich man. You know what I mean? This guy's mind is just mad. Like, um, Of course, I'm talking about the genius that is uh, Kanye West. Um, I think he has two of his... He's had two of his friends follow him. 
over the last 20 years and documenting his good times and his bad times and they've put together a film so yeah that'll be interesting I think it's going to be a very dry documentary as most of Netflix's are it's going to be a whole bunch of nonsense that's going to span 8 or 12 episodes or between that and on the final episode in fact on the penultimate episode it's going to be something really cool and then on the final episode it's going to be like so in conclusion Kanye West is Kanye West and it's going to be like nothing was actually shown like Netflix's documentaries like the Madeline McCann one was just like that is the worst documentary I've seen in my life yeah it's just it was so jarring like the first two episodes were good and then it just like hovered around those first two episodes talking a whole bunch of conjecture and just nonsense like I didn't care about the the Portuguese detective he was obviously an idiot like it was just it was just nonsense so I'm gonna see it I'm gonna say it's gonna be just like that a bunch of nonsense I wanna see this year about that Madeline McCann documentary I remember watching it and thinking to myself Oh my God, they found out what's really happened. This is mad. Like, look at the information they're giving you. And then they were like, the next episode, like, oh, they come with the, with, with the dog, with the dog that can like smoke um, cadavers. And, and he's like, he could smell the, he could smell some dead body in the house and shit. And I was like, this is mad. Like, this is, like, they've, 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 they've clocked it. And then the next episode is like, oh yeah, but the dog smelling something is like, is really not, is really not foolproof. Like, they fuck up all the time. And basically, everything they showed you as being facts, the next episode basically said, it's not facts, it's bullshit. And then they just come present you more facts. They said, oh, yeah, it's not facts, it's bullshit, like Oli said. So at the end, like, you really did just waste, like, five or six hours of your day, of your life, watching some bullshit documentary. So, yeah, I say what, what Oli said, basically. <laughs> the, uh, the, the one thing you can actually take away from the mechanic interview is that... The parents killed her. Anyway. No, not that, not that, but that they have computer technology that can, what's what I'm looking for? Calculate what someone's going to look like with some degree of accuracy and that there's been a lot of cases where kids have gone missing and they've been found many, many years later. And apparently this computer software that can calculate what someone's going to look like has played a hand in it. So that's the one thing you can take away from it. That and also a lot of uh, UK taxpayers' money was wasted on a bunch of nonsense. Talking about missing kids, well, there's two things I want to say here. One of the things mm. I want to say is that um, Roma Football Club, AS Roma, they had a thing, I don't know if they're still doing it now, but they were definitely doing it in the past two transfer windows. Basically, whenever they sign a player and they do like an yeah. announcement to it, they would also put up a picture of a missing person as well, missing kid and from all over Europe. So they actually found a lot of missing kids through that. Because really? Like they was getting a lot of exposure, yeah. That's a true story. The, the, the ASOM on Twitter is actually one of those Twitter accounts that they do, they ban out people and stuff like that as well. So they've got a bigger following than maybe the club size would suggest they should have. And so they use their reach and wide appeal to, to um, you know, do some good. So I thought that was great. And the other thing which is quite sad to announce is that whilst we've been recording, Shade Bros put out some news that the body found in Epping Forest formerly it's formerly been identified as Richard Okogore. I hope I pronounced that correctly, so that's a real shame. Yeah, um, and for our international listeners, um this has been 
missing student um, that's been um, people have been looking for over the last week or two. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as Matt said, his body was identified in the forest in the UK. Really, really sad. Do you know what the saddest part of that is? If the police actually responded like swiftly to the mother's um, demands as opposed to like social media pouring an outcry for the police to actually do their job his life probably could have been saved things like that though sorry go on there's something that's I don't want to become a theorist or anything like that obviously I want the mum to have her peace but there's something that's really I'm struggling with is that they said they found the body in, in a pond, right? And it hasn't been there that long. It could not have been there that long because we've seen pictures of him alive within the past week, I believe, right? But they had to identify it via post-mortem. I don't know what exact, what exact method they used, but essentially I'm assuming that whatever happened to him, his body was in a state that his mom couldn't just look at him and see that it was him. So I... That's, I don't know what's happened there, but it sounds a bit fucked up. It's almost like it sounds like he'd be murdered, I don't know, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, if he's unidentifiable, unidentifiable then, then that sounds like he's murdered. But wouldn't yeah. they have? Wouldn't they be able to use like dental records or anything like that exactly. to identify him? Exactly. Like, and okay, maybe because he's been on the water, maybe that's affected um, his facial features maybe a little. But normally you just get to look at someone and be like, yeah, that's my son, you know? So Yeah, that's a bit dark in the game. Like, I think, I think, rather than speaking, I think in this moment, I think it's probably right to just say, you know, like... Yeah, it's not good to speak. Our condolences to the family. Absolutely. Um, rest in peace, young man. Yeah, rest in peace, yeah. man. And if people are struggling with anything, like... Talk to your friends, talk to your family. Hey, look, even they ask up, we're back. Get us up, man. Yeah, human well, beings is a... Like, honestly, if someone sent us a DM about something like that, we, we would respond. Like, that is something that is a genuine thing. So, um, mm-hmm. we, we we all got jobs and shit like that, but we're all humans as well, and we would we try to help. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Moving on. I think it's something we've touched on a few times. Um with regards to music, especially with Joe music, but it's about music censorship and what's been going on with that recently. Like we've talked before about how was it Digger Digger D has had to submit his music to the police before it gets released to ensure that it's not talking about anyone that's local to him. So obviously he's not allowed to even go to certain places anymore as well. Um, But in general, there seems to be like a lot of censorship going on in music. So the latest example, is from uh, is from YG. YG's like quite a big American rapper, I'd say. And his song, quite an old song now, I think it's from 2014. Um, it's called Meet the Flockers from his My Crazy Life album. That The song is about um, a couple of people that are going to rob houses to make money. So they're flocking, right? And one of the lines that's been censored in the wake of the attacks on the Asian community is the line where he talks about picking out a home in the Asian community because they don't like using banks. They prefer to keep their money as cash. And he's had to live with a muted the, the line 
beeped it out or he's had to re-record it or something. I don't know what they did to it. Manny, when you listened to the song today, what, what did you hear? Um, there was a line in that song where um, YG basically describes going to uh, in a Chinese neighbourhood um, yeah. to commit. Basically, the song's about him going but, to Chinese neighbourhood. But on, did, you to, did you not listen to the song? Because, I mean, like, they... I don't know, did they just beep it out or what? Was it what he done with it? Um, so, I think the... No, it's the version I listened to had the lyrics, but I also read the lyrics too. Okay. All right. Yeah. But anyway, my point here is that I don't understand why that has been censored because the reality is this, right? He's not talking about something that he's actually done. He's not talking about this day in 2013 or whatever when I went and robbed someone's house in the Asian community. Nor is he saying that you should go and do it. He's just making up a fictional I tale. Think- about what's someone robbing someone's house? That's what I think done. you have to be. Everything has to be in context, right? Yeah. So, so in that? America, at this moment in time, there's a lot of racial tension yeah. in different communities. In 2021, this was in, the song was recorded in 2014. So, it's, it doesn't matter. Look, at the end of the day, if someone listens to that song, mm-hmm. what YG is describing is violence against the Asian community. Okay. Like, it's it, it, in context with everything that's gone on with the shootings that have occurred um, in Asian businesses, like, this song just doesn't need to exist. That's my, that's my opinion. Okay, so should we go back then and, and censor all the music back in history which has ever said that there should be violence against any type of people? Or that, or should we go back and censor all the music that says, oh, gay people this or gay people that? Is that what we should do? I think, like, I think there, there's a movement at the moment where that kind of activity is happening. The, to, the honest truth is, like, you, if you don't live in, in someone else's shoes... You can't really say you can't really diminish their feelings towards that is not a thing at all. Like, I'm not I'm not disputing that bit, right? I'm not disputing how someone feels about a situation. But then my point is here is that this is not this is not telling people to go and rob people's houses. The same way that when you watch The Godfather, it's not telling you to go and become a gangster and and do organized crime. And if it is doing that why is that film not being censored? Because there's no difference between a, a rapper making up a story about robbing someone's houses and a screenwriter making up a story about robbing someone's houses as well. There could be a film about a, about a burglar. But that would be fine to have out in the cinema. But it's not okay to to do a song about it. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. I think I think I agree with you in the sense that the rules for cancel culture aren't clear. Like there's no clear rules at the moment. Like, but equally at the same time, why is music given this pedestal that that that? So why is music given this level of of scrutiny that films aren't? 
guess, I guess, wait, I'll just, in that sense, I'll disagree with you there. I feel like films are, like, if we look at, like, the sort of, like, minstrel films and, like, Disney films back in the day where there was a load of racial, um, stereotypical characters to, that represented, like, black people doing stereotypical minstrel-like things. Um like a load of those things are now censored, right? Um, but again, in this modern time, like for example, this YG, I do. I guess I'm not understanding and why that song. But are there any? Like I don't know if there's another example I can compare it with. That's my only thing. Um, I would say if if you're going to do this to that track, then you need to really look at a lot of stuff, like a lot of Eminem's discography, and start redacting that sort of that's stuff. That's a good. That's a good point. And to be fair, what he was describing the track was just something that he know that he knows as familiar information in his circumstances, right? No, so, I can't even say that, Ollie. You can't. For all you know, he just made it up completely. That's the point I'm saying here, is that why is it that when a rapper says something, it must be something that's that's factually true? Why can't it just be them flexing their creativity? Kendrick Lamar has a song about it as well, about robbing someone's house. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and no one Smashing thinks, oh, Kendrick Lamar, yeah. Kendrick Lamar left it. Kendrick Lamar might have actually been robbing people's houses as well. We don't know what he was doing before he got money. You know what I'm saying? But... But the point is that we accept that it's creativity being demonstrated. The same way that when Martin Scorsese is making these epic gangster films, it's just a, it's just a um, piece of creative brilliance. It's not real. You know what I mean? So I just I just the censorship thing just really bugging me. It just bugs me a lot because why is it that why is it being handled in such an unfair manner? Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree like, with that. Yes, yeah, sir. No, that, that's what I was gonna say. I agree with it. Yeah, and I, like yeah, that resonates with me as well. Like, why is it the unfair aspect of it? But again, I would say that there's context behind everything, right? There's context behind why people would dislike this song, especially in light of the anti-Asian abuse. Um, so the abuse that Asian minorities have been getting, especially in the U. U- US and, as well as in the UK okay, as well. Okay, man, and you know, yeah, you're right with that, right? And it's true that it's really bad. So then what they should also do is that when a film comes out, which is showing um, a lot of violence um, on black people or black people being oppressed, that should be banned too. <laughs> I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that you, that you can say that doesn't happen, which, you know, anyway, I, I, won't, I won't argue it anymore. I won't argue it. Yeah, like, honestly, I don't think there's an argument to be had. Like, I think I'm singing off your... I agree with you in the sense that, like, the criteria for cancelling cultural items isn't really clear. It's I like, like this isn't even a cancel culture situation, though, because it's just the it's the, it's the platforms that have decided to, 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 to remove it. It's not a... I haven't seen at least a concerted effort from any source that's saying it must be taken down or, or you know I mean? Obviously, like a, a hashtag going around saying cancel YG or, you know what I mean? So. It's an interesting one. one. It know. might it's just possible. be, again, because of the context of what's happened. Like, let's look at 
what music has encouraged that behavior and they've the only source they could find is YG and maybe that was an ill-informed choice, you know? Like, no way that the guy, the, I doubt the killer or the, the attacker was just like, fuck it, man, I'm going to bang out my crazy life today. Like, oh, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go and beat up some Asian woman. <laughs> it may, maybe that is what happened, I don't know, but I don't think it is. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's what happened either, but again, like, until platforms are more transparent with their decision-making, just leaves everything for us to kind of guess and understand and for us to kind of guess what the criteria is because when a platform like that makes that decision, it's never usually fair across the board. Mm. Like we can look at Wiley, for example, versus a Katie Hopkins or a Robinson. I'm not... Not saying what Wiley did was right. I'm talking about um, the reaction. Like it's very different, if that makes sense. What Wiley did was definitely wrong, but it's the fact that it, it was the one time he'd ever been flagged as doing anything like that, and he was banned. Whereas Katie Hopkins has been doing it like every day for years, and she's still on social media now. And yeah. also the fact that he did something on Twitter. He had his, he had his, he had his out, he had his, um, his breakdown, his whatever on Twitter, and then he was banned from YouTube, from Facebook, from Instagram, from. I'm like, what? I've never seen that before. I've never seen someone banned from one platform, and then get simultaneously banned from everything else at the same time. I've never seen that. Like, it's like, uh, uh, it was weird. I didn't even think Riley was even big enough to even get that level of attention from these platforms either. To be honest with you. But it did happen. But yeah. yeah. Anywho, do you gonna give us your your interpretation, your impression of um Tion Wayne's recording process? That that was it. Oh man, that was sensational, magnificent. Think, think. Um, um, yeah, no, that was quite a cool clip, wasn't it? Yeah, so basically, he put out, I don't know if he put it out or someone else put it out, but they basically showed how he recorded his verse for his song with Russ Buddy. And what he did was he um, just made noises, gibberish noises, but showed the flow and kind of see what to use for his song. And I thought that it was it was pretty decent how he did it. I just didn't think it was made that way. And then uh, there was a lot of um, songwriters in the comments um, saying, saying that yeah, yeah, that's how it's done and stuff. It's but not surprising though. Yeah. Because I feel like nowadays more than ever people are less bothered about the lyrics and they want to hear more about how someone just sounds. How they flow and yeah. whatever, how how where the beat, and that is what Tion Wayne is good at. So to hear yeah. that he goes for the sound and flow first, and then essentially tries to match up lyrics to go with it, it's not unexpected, I guess. But it's not something yeah. that he specifically did, and um, it fits very well with how, like I said, how modern music is made. 
So yeah. Well, my bit that I liked is he <laughs> had a pre notion of so uh, he had he had thoughts for his ad libs already before he actually like uh, it just when he's doing his mumbles he's like I did at some point he's like the hops haters <laughs> and then like I just thought that was pretty interesting because that's just like alright cool like you can already set here what like this beat should sound like they already know what the people want that's what it is they want to be able to ad lib that's one of the reasons why the Migos took off so much as well remember like, but they were popping mad yeah. Um, we would love the ad libs, even more so than arguably knowing the actual lyrics of the song. That's true. Bougie, people love the ad libs on that song. When when Offset come in with his bit and like was like, it's like a dog, everyone's fucking woofing went there. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, my point is that music is crazy. It's a, it's a weird time right now, and I feel like a lot of OG rappers will probably be disgusted by hearing stuff like this, but. It's just how it's how it is now. This is the, this is the industry now. This is the processes yeah. that we that we follow now. So yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, another album. Yeah, um, it's only one left. Man, like Rocky Fresh. Do you wanna take us through? Oh, all right. You want to do it, Ollie, or should I? You go, you go. Yeah, you go, you go. All right, so my guy, the MMG Fallen Soldier, <laughs> Rocky Fresh, he came back with another one, slid through part two, because obviously, um, what, last year? Midway, was it midway last year or late last year? He dropped through, he came through with an album called Slid through just to say, just show you what's up. I think it's cool. And that was a banger. Everyone, when we reviewed it, everyone enjoyed it. It got a really high rating. I think it got a four. And I think it was like a unanimous four as well. And I think we said it could have been a five with some minor tweaks. But anyway, he's come back through. It's, it's a whole new album. For, yeah, it's 10 tracks, 25 minutes. So album EP whichever way you want to call it but um, it's I really enjoyed it I thought it was good quality throughout got quite a few good songs on there and at no point did I think to myself this album has dropped its level of quality and this is what I've always felt about Rocky Fresh he's always had this in him for whatever reason he wasn't able to show it during his time on Maybach Music Group but he's really showing it now and I think that it's only a matter of time before he gets signed up again to another label because right now he's still independent. Um, my favorite track was either Racer or 200 That's Too Late. Although saying that In Too Deep and Home were really good too. And the funny thing there is In Too Deep that features 24 Hours. So it's what I say, I do like 24 Hours, but maybe his calling is more as someone as like a feature artist rather than releasing his own projects. What did you guys think? Um, I didn't enjoy it, so I was I was kind of disappointed. Um, the first half was just not for me. The second half was good. It just it just, it, felt, it felt like I didn't have the same level of polish or 
just consistency is his last project that he listened to. Um, that being said, 200 at Soul and Race are my favourite tracks. And Race is in the first half of the album. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was the one <laughs> that stood out from the first half of the I need Again, I need to listen to this again. Like, I, I, I just couldn't take it in. I, I couldn't take it in. Like, it, it just felt like his sound was missing, but it could have just been me. I, I just I just couldn't get on board with this. And it's a shame because I was looking forward to it as well. I left it until the last album and then Manny dropped Thames on me. But, um, yeah, just, just didn't enjoy it. I think you definitely just take it. And before, before we go any further there, um, I listened to Word Wave again because I was told that I listened to it wrong, whatever, and I didn't take it in properly. When I listened to it again, my view was that Although I did think it was better than the first time I listened to it, I still wasn't feeling it. So yeah, it's worth listening to it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did. I, I, I do think that you should have to think again sometimes because it could be a situation, it could be how you're thinking at that time that it doesn't fit with the mood you're supposed to be in to enjoy the album, for example. You know when someone waits on bated breath, that's how Matt just had me. I was like... <laughs> and the end of the pod he's about to say he was a fan I wasn't trying to do that man I wasn't even trying to do that it's just a case of it is what it is isn't it? it's not nothing too special to yeah, me okay. anyway but I also it's something that album did go to number one it sold over 100,000 copies I think 4,000 physical but it's with streaming included it did 113,000 copies which is incredible really yeah, most of that came from me to be fair <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you count for the American chance bro but yeah anyway um, Oli I mean sorry Manny what was your what was your review for um, I thought it was okay it was really short 24 minutes so or twenty four hours. <laughs> twenty four hours, yeah. No, it was twenty four minutes. We had some nice appearances from Vic Mentor, who's like now becoming like a favourite. Um, new Vic Mentor, of course. And I'm not gonna lie, like there's not really much to say. Like it was okay. Like it was. I didn't like the twenty four hours appearance as well, especially after everything we've just said. Um, I don't really get much from this. I probably need to listen to it again. I'll give it that courtesy, but on the initial play, I don't. There was not really much for me. Was it? Was it too many syllables and lyrics for you, or something? No, it wasn't. It wasn't even. <laughs> would you say Dave is a lyrical rapper? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I love Dave. Dave so that means uh, there's no problem with lyrics. African, that's why. Dave, Dave is an African. Dave. Yeah. Dave is, is he African. Yeah, bro. He's He's Nigerian. I thought Dave was Jamaican. No, he's Nigerian, bro. Makes sense. I don't know if he's. He's your fellow West African brother. That's why you love him so much. Oh boy, I'm gonna love him even more now. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, um. Uh, yeah, Rocky Fresh. It wasn't wasn't really for me, to be honest. Fair enough. Fair enough. I um, what did what was your yeah. song? Or did you even have a sandal song? Or was it just like not really up to scratch? 
David's really Nigerian. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. Yeah, um, I named them. Um, if I had to sell them one, it would be 200 or so. Sure, it's not. Okay, cool. All right. Um, all right, then. What was your ratings, then, guys? I spit it out. Two. Two. Yeah, like I said, I, right, I couldn't get bored of this. I'm not arguing with it. Cool. Uh, Manic, two for us, two. What projects have I rated it to? 24 hours. I rated it to. Yeah, I'll give it a two as well. Keep it okay. I feel, I feel like this might be my last day on the pod because I can't deal with you guys, man. Oh, my <laughs> No, nah, we've agreed on everything so far. How is that a two? I don't understand how you listen to this album and see this as a two. Uh, okay, I do you know what? No, it's no, a no. two with an asterisk. No, 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 it no, might no, get rated no, better. No, different. No, I get it. Like, everyone has different sounds and different ears and whatever. Whatever, man. I'm going to just be understanding. But I am fucking confused. Anyway, <laughs> it's... It's a high three for me, and I was thinking, not a four, but it's a high three. A four has been like, as good as the last one. So, yeah. Um, I guess, is there anything else to discuss on this week's pod? No, nah, I don't think there is. It's, it's been a good pod. Yeah. Manny, do you want to us with the socials? Of course. So, socials are isos underscore um, on Twitter. And Instagram, follow myself, Emmanuel Yetsamati on Twitter, M. Ollie. Yeah, you can get me at OCClock underscore 10 on Twitter. Matt? And you can find me at Mr. Matty Lee on Twitter and at Mr. underscore Matty Lee on Instagram. Um, I also feel like we probably need to point out the fact that um, our fellow compatriot um, at Air Source Afia. She's no longer with the pod. She's actually um, decided to leave. So it's unlikely that we're going to see her on at any time soon. But maybe one day she might decide that she wants to pop back up and join in for a pod here or there. But as an ongoing thing, do not expect to hear her on our weekly sessions. All right. So farewell young Afia and um, the pod carries on so yeah on that bombshell good night okay well fuck it all that one went down peace <laughs> <laughs> peace later the ASOS podcast